Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm your host, John, and today I'm going to be asking the question, why is the treasure always in the chests? Okay, so what do I mean when I say, why is the treasure always in the chests? Well, it's become something of a stereotypical idea, particularly in like D&D style games and dungeon crawlers and games of that ilk, that you head into the dungeon, you face traps, dangerous monsters, labyrinthine corridors, devilish puzzles and things like that. And when you've defeated whatever guardians there are, your reward is the ubiquitous pile of loot at the end of the dungeon. But we often don't really think much about like what form that loot takes. And I don't mean like, you know, what's actually in the loot, whether it's gold pieces or jewelry or items like that, because a lot of that's already covered, certainly in older DD. When I say the form that that loot takes, I mean sort of like how it's collectively drawn together and how it's organized, I suppose. And it's something of a, a stereotypical idea. Make it to the final chamber of the dungeon, and lo and behold, there is a large treasure chest, maybe hidden in a secret compartment. Maybe it's got a fiendish lock on it, or the lock itself is trapped and the thief has to like go at it with his skills. But by and large, it's a big box with all that money and fat loot in it. And we're often encouraged by uh, magazine articles, GM advice and stuff like that to give some thought to whether there is any of the loot that the NPCs, the villains, the monsters, whatever, could actually be using. Because, for instance, if you've got, like, an evil cult leader and he's got, like, a magical dagger that gives him a bonus to hit or whatever, it doesn't make much sense that he just keep it in a chest and he wouldn't be using it himself, particularly if he's attacked by the players and he has a chance to go and get that. Or if he's a cultist, why isn't he busting that out as a ceremonial dagger in the first place? And that is very good advice, and it's been, I've seen it proffered a number of times in articles and, like I say, GM tips videos, blog posts, stuff like that. But aside from that, we often don't think about how the, the loot that is just sort of lying around, it's not being used, is organised. Like I say, it's often just in a big box, and that's it. Now, if you're anything like me and you look around your actual home... Even if you're the most organised, neatest person in the world, which I'm not, then you won't have just one big chest with all of your stuff in it that you use every day. I mean, obviously, we're talking about modern homes, but you look around, you've got sets of drawers and cupboards with clothes in, you've got shelves with books on, so many books. You've got drawers with stuff in, you've got... Uh, cabinets stuff like that there's all manner of things. you've got your kitchen drawers with your cutlery and stuff like that. there's all manner of furniture and other containers you've made like i've got a pot on this desk where i'm sat at now with pens in you know i've got a i've got a number of shelves nearby i've got a couple of like boxes and sort of mini units with stuff in i've got desks all manner of stuff that we use to put our goods on and in so it occurs to me, like, why don't NPCs and villains do this a little bit more in-game? Now, there's certain things that we have in modern times that obviously they wouldn't have in the sort of standard faux medieval setting that tends to be commonplace for D&D games. But certainly there would be things like cupboards, drawers, wicker baskets, stuff like that. There would be containers made of materials appropriate to the time 
for them to put things in. So you might be saying, well, John, you're getting a bit, uh, get a bit sort of over the top with this. You know, why worry about it? The chess convenient. It's central. When the player characters are fought through all these challenges, you don't want to make them do a lot more to get the loot. They've already passed all the challenges. There's a big box there. The loot's in it. They get the loot. Happy days. Go and spend your money in town. Do a bit of carousing. Happy days. And that's absolutely fine if you want to do that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. All I'm saying is that if you spread out the loot a bit more, not only does it add a bit of texture and depth to your dungeon, your sort of adventure, making it seem a more sort of lived-in place. And now this won't always be appropriate. I mean, if it's a tomb that no one's ever designed to go back into, it might make sense that all the loot's in the sarcophagus. But if it's like a wizard's tower, a tavern, or some building that's inhabited and regularly used by various people, then it makes sense that stuff they use every day might be lying around in different places. So let's take the wizard's tower as an example. Maybe he has got like a fat stack of like gold and platinum coins. But it wouldn't be inappropriate for you to find, let's say as a gem you work out, he's got 10,000 gold pieces in like the whole of the tower. I'm just pulling figures on my backside here. But for the purposes of this illustration, he's got like 10,000 gold pieces. To me, it makes sense that maybe like a handful of those gold coins are found in the little drawer at his desk where he works. Because he's a wizard, he probably has to eat. And unless he can conjure food and stuff like that wholesale from the ether, and maybe he can, if he can't do that though, He's going to have to go in to the local town, get some provisions, etc. He's probably going to want a bit of like spare change. Well, I don't know, maybe paying his cleaner or, you know, paying his minions or whatever. So it, it makes sense that he'd keep a small handful of coins to hand rather than having to unlock his chest, bypass whatever traps there are, etc. Every time he wants a couple of gold pieces to like buy himself a loaf of bread or some mead or something like that. You just keep a little bit on hand. I mean, he might have a little pouch on his belt with a few coins in as well. So if he is out, out and about and an unexpected expense pops up, he can just reach into his pouch and there you go. There's some coins. Now, obviously, this might make you a target for thieves, but he's a powerful wizard. He's probably got like defenses on his pouch of coins or whatever. But if you think about it in modern day terms, we all have like cash cards and stuff like that that we carry around with us. You know, chip and pin, you can just beep, there you go, you've made your purchase. They couldn't do that in the sort of faux medieval times of a standard D&D game, but there's no reason you couldn't at least carry a handful of coins around with you. This also applies to other things as well. So continuing with our example, of the wizard's tower he makes magical potions maybe you find one that's just been finished brewing it's still set up on the little tripod with like whatever the equivalent of a bunsen burner is underneath it you know turned off that he's he's just finished he hasn't had a chance to bottle up yet it's still in a beaker that's great because it makes it seem like a lived in space maybe the ones that he has done he's he's not finished labeling yet and there's a few on his desk with like um I don't know, some labels or whatever the equivalent is next to them, maybe one half written, but you don't know which bottle it goes through. So then that's a nice, more interesting way of framing the fact that you know, you've got to test these potions out rather than you just find a load of potions with no labels on of various different hues and colours. Perhaps he's been working on some scrolls, maybe one's half written. Maybe the ones that he has been working on are in a neat pile all sort of labelled and filed away on some shelves or on another table or whatever. There are no end of places where 
if you stop for a moment and think about your dungeon as a living environment and like the big boss or the owner creator of the dungeon as an actual person where they could put um, things that they needed to use every day and have easy access to now we're not saying that you should not use chests at all i mean let's face it if you've rolled that this this wizard has a load of jewelry maybe that's like a family heirloom or it's something precious to him it might make sense that he has a, a strong box or a chest that's locked and secreted in a hidden place for those small precious items but money besides it's like metal and um, commercial value people don't tend to view it as like precious in inverted commas in the same way that you view like heirlooms and stuff like that so it makes sense to to distribute money a little more and obviously as i say objects that you need to have access to regularly you want to have easy access to them and be able to get to them so the wizard maybe once he's uh, written his scrolls and done his potions maybe he does put them in like a locked and trapped cabinet to keep them safe from thieves but the ones he's working on at the minute or he's experimenting with he's not gonna have to want to unlock that cabinet to bypass his traps and whatever redo the enchantments on it every time he's doing that now he's gonna have like a maybe another like little smaller box or a, a little container nearby that he can just reach into and grab those few potions when he has need of them another good reason for thinking about this is where an item is placed can tell you a lot about how the owner perceives the value of this item and how often it is used so if you find a small sort of a gem encrusted piece of jewelry in a very heavily sort of locked strong box you can infer that either the gems are extremely precious or that it has some meaning beyond its mere monetary value to the person who placed it there especially if it's hidden away and has numerous traps and puzzles etc to defend it whereas if you find like a pile of coins just haphazardly thrown in a corner or strewn on a desk it tells you that probably the owner doesn't really care about those things they've just thrown them down haphazardly so maybe they've got so much money they don't really need to worry about a bit of spare change or perhaps they're they're so occupied with other things or maybe they was in such a rush when they last came back they just threw it down in the corner and went on with their business and now i'm not saying that you have to think about this for absolutely everything you do in an adventure sometimes it's nice just to come across that big loot box at the end but if you're looking to maybe add a few extra wrinkles and a bit of extra sort of depth to your dungeons just sparing like a few moments to think about where stuff might be located to make it seem like a lived in space can really sort of add that extra level to your dungeons anyway that's enough rambling from me about why gold's always in the chest do you always put gold in your chest got anything to say about this i'd love to hear it you can get in touch with us a couple of different ways you can leave us a voicemail message on speakpipe or anchor we put out voicemail episodes currently only on the podcast not on youtube although if you want that to change let me know and if we get enough demand we'll start putting them on youtube as well or you can send us an email to rdrpgpodcast at gmail.com please remember to like share and subscribe and all that other good stuff that people ask you to do on the internet and until we catch you again Whatever you're playing, wherever you're playing it, take care and have fun.